It is we are bright eyed and bushy tailed for this very good episode that is well, let's start with introductions. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dominity King and your house mother, Dejon. And this is the Minority House. Welcome home, girlies and babe. And welcome the month of February as it is now Black History Month. So black folks, we extra special this month. So let's get it in. Let's get it in. Let them have it, boo. And with that being said... We haven't did a spoken word in a while, so since this is Black History Month, we're going to have a little spoken word for you guys. So, no further ado, this is Echoes of Our Ancestors. In the heart of time where history hums lies a tapestry rich and vast, a story woven with resilience's threads and shadows cast by the past. Hear the chains clinking in the night, echoes of pains and strength and fight, ancestral whispers in the winds telling tales of where it begins. From fields of cotton to city streets, from silent suffering to defiant beats, the rhythm of drums, the soulful song, a chorus of voices, powerful and strong. See the march, the brave display, stride by stride in history's play. Rosa's seat, Martin's dream, Malcolm's fire, a guiding beam, Harriet's courage in the darkest nights, Tubman's vision and a beacon of lights, Frederick's words, a piercing call, Du Bois' pen inspiring all. From the shackles of slavery's bitter tears to the crowning heights of triumphant years, from Obama's rise to Simone's grace, each story a vital piece in place. In the arts, in the sciences, in every field, unyielding spirits that would not yield, hidden figures behind giant leaps, garden, guardians of dreams that keep, that the heart keeps, inventors, poets, leaders, and more, opening opportunity's door, their legacy, a torch in the night guiding us towards justice's light so let us remember let us not forget the history of blood and sweat for in their stories in their glory lies the chapters of our collective story that was very nice thank you boo all right so with that being said y'all it is black history month so we're gonna do like we did last year we're gonna highlight our favorite black folks uplifting us black community and the world we didn't do that last year we didn't do that last year no we did it for pride <laughs> no you sure positive oh we did it for pride yeah oh <laughs> so this this will be our first this will be our first then yes sorry y'all it's been a year <laughs> right crazy speaking of we, we're gonna we jump into that later but yes Go ahead, boo, with your your selection. So, I, for Black History Month, I wanted us to dive into inventions. Inventions that were created by, invented by black people, black women, 
specifically. However, one that really stands out to me and something that I didn't know. And I'm going to kind of, I'm going to use the the fiber optic cable because I know you can help me by giving all your, your insight on that. Oh, I would love to. You can probably provide more than I can. But if any of y'all have heard of AT&T, you know, the AT&T, their internet, they offer the, the fiber, fiber internet. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm assuming they use fiber cables. Yes. For that. But did y'all know those fiber optic cables were invented by a black woman? Name is Shirley Jackson. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Miss Shirley. As the first African American woman to graduate with a doctorate in particle physics, Dr. Shirley Jackson's inventions are the foundation for a lot of modern technology. She started her career at Bell Telephones, helping to invent developments like touch tone dialing and call waiting. Most impressively, Dr. Jackson also invented fiber optic cables, an assembly that links connect communication systems around the world. Without this, y'all, we wouldn't be able to have the internet. You think so? Girl, so, so, side note. So, I I started my new class, which is the introduction to business systems and information technology. Mm-hmm. And the first week of class, we had to learn about the beginnings of the internet. So, the beginnings of the internet was literally through telephone wires. So, without Miss Shirley Jackson inventing fiber cables, we the world will still be connected by telephone wires. Meaning, the internet would be so goddamn slow, we wouldn't use the internet. So, fiber optic internet is actually cables that are in the water around the world. So, they just dump them in the sea and they connect countries together like Europe and Japan and, you know, the United States. Without those fiber optic cables in the sea, we wouldn't have the internet we have today. Is that like, okay, so you know, well, I don't know if you've ever driven on like I-10 or the causeway or whatever, Mm -hmm. but you know, like they'll have those, like they're not poles, but they're towers in the water. Oh, those are electric, that's electricity. Never mind. (laughs) <laughs> so okay so they like drop these cables to the bottom of the ocean yes girl all the way into the night they don't get like ate up or nothing <laughs> so so the wires are literally like the size of a pencil but there's insulated with like kevlar and like plastic steel stuff like that it looks like a big giant ass tube for a line that's the size of a pencil. So that way nothing won't interfere with it or cut it. Hmm. I did not know that. It is very fascinating. It really is. Well, that's interesting. I learned something new. Welcome to the internet, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> soon we won't be using wires anymore, but that's a different story. How soon? I say in the next 20, 20 30 years. Oh, girl. Everything will be satellite. We all going to be dead by then. Probably so, but 
<laughs> all right all right what's yours okay so speaking of particle physics my black woman inventor is dr hadaya nicole green with the Lee smith cancer research foundation so dr nicole green she is an inventor of this special laser treatment that kills cancer with uh 99.9% success with no barely any side effects um she uses light and nanoparticles to target the cell and use the light of a laser to kill the cancer cells minimum invasion no side effects like we get from chemo and the medicine that you take from that and cures the cancer like i researched this girl let me give her a background okay so dr hadaya nicole green is a stem pioneer leader humanitarian opportunity who's introducing the world to the next generation of cancer treatments cancer charities and affordable health care uh let's see here you know what i think is fucked up i don't know if i i guess you can't say it's a conspiracy theory because i feel like we as a society have like we're we're very advanced well at least in the western world we're very advanced in the medical field and we can't cure cancer but a lot of people say which is why i don't know if i should call it a conspiracy theory or not but a lot of people really do think there's already a cure for cancer yeah because cancer is a multi-million dollar billion dollar multi-billion dollar industry but we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into that because i have a few thoughts on that as well but so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. I lost my place. My bad. No, you good, boo-boo. Okay, she is one of the nation's leading medical physicists and one of the first African-American women to earn a PhD in physics. Dr. Green developed a revolutionary cancer treatment that uses lasers and nanotechnology to eliminate cancer in mice after only one 10-minute treatment in just 15 days with no observable side effects. None whatsoever. This, everyone, go to Orally Smith, no, Orally.org, O-R-A-L-E-E.org, Orally.org, and please donate to this lady's research. She has everything she needs to start human trials, but she doesn't have enough funding to start it. The government would never fund something like that, and that's, which is fucked up. She, she, they interview saying that she wants to keep it out of the hands of big pharma because they're going to use it to disproportionately charge people. Exactly. You know, they can't afford it, that type of treatment out of the hands of those people. So please, o o r a l e e dot org, orally dot org. She org. She really has the cure to cancer. Please donate to her cause so we can start these human trials and actually help people fight and get cured of cancer. Thank you. And it's like, if 
Because it's like, think about it. There are people that have cancer and say like they need these pills or something like that or whatever. And these pills can cost thousands of dollars. Like just one prescription could cost thousands, like 50, 60, 70, $80,000. Yes. And it's like, that has to be such a scary feeling because it's like some people teeter the line of, well, do I go into insurmountable death? Not death. Death. <laughs> Not death. Debt. Debt. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm coming off a, a 12 hour night shift. So I'm a little, I'm a little woozy right now. <laughs> but it's like you fight the feeling of either having to go into insurmountable debt or just letting the cancer run its course and praying to God and hoping that, you know, a miracle happens and you're, you're healed. And it's like, if I were in, cause cancer runs in my family. So it's like, if I were in that position, I don't even know what I would want to do. But like two and a half, three years ago, I had a family member. She died of breast cancer, but she didn't do any treatment because in the beginning she was like, you know, I feel fine. And you, you see people that do chemo and that shit really takes a toll on your, your mind, your body, your soul, just everything. So I could understand why she didn't want to do the treatments, but eventually the cancer did take its toll and she passed away. But it's like people that got kids, got families, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I want to see my kids grow up. I want to see them get married, blah, blah, blah. And it's like knowing that some people are put in those positions and big pharma could care less about it. They're just worried about the profit and what they're going to make. Right. And it sucks because we understand that you have to do research and development. But y'all, <laughs> is she snoring? Yes, girl. <laughs> and then Demi with her two soul. Anyway, <laughs> I understand the research and development with everything, but then they still got the pharma, the pharma, the pharmaceutical companies making insulin cost like. That too. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Like, there was this one guy who was making HIV medicine. He bought the rights to the HIV medicine and made it so high that people couldn't get their HIV medicine. Who does that shit? Who does that shit? Greedy, money-hungry capitalists. And then you know what's crazy? I read an article The people who made insulin back in like the early, what, 60s, 50s or 60s, when they invented it, they wanted to say, they wanted to patent it. And a reporter asked them, are they going to patent it and make money off of it? And they said, why would we do that when we made a life-saving drug that to actually help people? They gave it away for free. The only reason why you have to cost to get it now is because... Since it's public knowledge about the insulin, everyone makes their own formula. So they have to patent it so they can get money off of it. Right. 
It's just a fucked up, evil, twisted, never-ending cycle. And I pray to God I live to see the day where they officially come out with a cure for cancer that's not going to cost people their entire life savings and their kids' life savings and their kids' college fund. Because, like, when you have all that and you set up these type of things for your children and then say you're put in that position, you might have to dip into that money just to live. Right. And I just, I pray to God these old, I really do believe our generation is the generation of change. It is. I do. So all these politicians, these old ass politicians that's sitting on the Supreme Court and all these old ass people that's in charge of these very important organizations, I can't wait for these motherfuckers to die. So the new young generation can come in and do what they're supposed to do. And you know what's crazy? That's that's what's going on here. They know that if they don't control the younger generation now, the plans they're trying to make for the future will not happen. Mm-mm. Like censoring like all the books out the libraries, getting it, trying to squash gender gender identity and people and try and ban everyone from their spaces it's baby and i don't i don't know if i should say this but i'm gonna say it anyway like a lot of these white republicans that have a certain mindset towards certain things if, if you can pick up what i'm putting down conservatives yes a lot of people like they raise that they they raise their children in that environment and that type of energy and that mindset. So when they get old and can't do shit, they got their children and probably their grandchildren coming behind them. Keep, you know, keeping with that way of thinking. But see, you can't you can't limit information for long. Information will always get to people when it needs to. And when you start questioning your reality, that's when things starts to change. So I have nothing to worry about because I know the future will be bright. I still have hope because a hit dog will holler. And right now, a lot of dogs is hollering because <laughs> they can't get what they want. But Nicki I, Minaj. Just know, I feel like the future is going to be okay. I, you know, somewhere deep, 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 deep down in my soul, I I think I have a little sliver of hope. And that, like, that's the reason why I say I feel like our generation is the generation of change in a positive way. So because of that, that's really the only reason why I have a sliver of hope that 20 30 40 50 years from now if we're still alive or not ran by corporations hopefully it gets better now that beautiful black history month introduction let's jump into some messiness girl onika mirage <laughs> 
girl. How do you girl. feel? Well, first of all, first of all, first of all, wait, girl, let me let me pull up my sweet girl. Ooh. So, all I gotta say is Megan's law. Well, before we jump into that, <laughs> I want to start off, and Meg girl probably ain't gonna never hear this shit, but bitch, congrats because Meg, she got her deal with Warner Music. Yes, yeah, she signed a distribution deal with Warner Music. She is going to maintain her independence as an artist. She's going to own her masters and publishing. That is amazing. And in her tweet, she said, this is the first deal of its kind. Cause in I don't, history. I, yeah, because I don't think I've ever heard of an independent artist being able to pull them type of strings. No. And I... Um, let me go call Rock Nation. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you got Jay Z and Beyonce under your belt, like that's that's one hell of a cosign, girl, girl. And it shows Rock Nation. That's that's some damn good management. Oh, I don't know about them athletes, but. They good management for the for the the musical artists because that's what they best known for. We gonna leave the sports to the agents, but anyway. Yeah, I guess. Girl. <laughs> but that is amazing to know that. Wow, it's possible. It is. It's possible. But Megan got the right team behind her, so right. But it it. You got to acknowledge she probably went through trial and error with her teams. Team. Oh, hell yeah. And it probably took for her to go through a lot of shit to finally get the right team behind her. Because, I mean, yeah, we know what we see, what we've seen on social media with all the shit from 1501 with Carl and, mm -hmm. you know, the whole stuff with Tori. Like, you see what you see on social media, but we don't really know what goes on behind the scenes. Right. And I'm just so glad Megan is not dealing with that bullshit. <laughs> right. So really, when you think about the behind the scenes and the shit we don't know, the shit we don't hear about, ain't no telling what she went through to really get to this point. So congrats, girl. Congratulations, Bookie. And I can't wait for your album to release this summer and your tour, girl. Oh, yes. Girl, I need you to drop them dates. I need you to drop them prices. I can see what my bank account gonna look like. Cause baby, uh, I don't know. Might be right up in the nosebleeds again. Well, that's fine. But no, I but with to go Meg, to concert. But I don't think I want to go now. I didn't want to go from the jump, to be honest. I mean, the only reason I think I would have wanted to go to Nikki's tour was to hear like Roman Pink Friday type shit. Not not the newer stuff which don't nikki don't come for us we love you girl you we, come for us i don't care we is a fan not a stand so we gonna critique you so that album was at least a six out of ten i don't i, I have never even listened to the whole album through and through it is it's a six out of ten it's, it's a six out of ten and it's just so disappointing because it's like <sighs> There are literally from that album four to five songs that I would keep personally on my playlist. Um, I don't think I have. I might have "Fuck the Club" up in my playlist. I can't even listen to that. It's a gimmicky song. Very much. 
it's a TikTok song. It is. Literally. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like that's how shit go viral nowadays. Yeah. By going viral on TikTok. But since UMG done took their catalog off oh, of TikTok. Yeah, you heard about that shit too? Of course. Girl, UMG. Oh my God. Universal Music Group took everything, girl. So it's like really on TikTok, bitch. Everybody on mute. Because <laughs> ain't nobody got, barely anybody got sounds on their video. <laughs> it's, I was wondering why, wait a minute. Why, why is, why is TikTok so dry lately? <laughs> girl wow i mean i they both put out statements they both right. put out statements saying universal music group said tiktok wasn't paying their artists fairly for their music which i can understand but tiktok said that universal music group is being greedy and is not actually like being reasonable with the contracts which I could believe as well because right. business gone business, you know. But I was reading, I was, I was watching a TikTok, and a person was saying sometimes these artists make a bulk of their streaming streaming revenue from TikTok from those videos going viral. So it's like, I mean, it's the chicken of the egg. I mean, girl, I got so many songs in my playlist that I've added. Through TikTok. Right. So, like, I feel like it was good. It was a positive thing. But then, I mean, if them people want their money, they want their money. It's, and it's like. Mm. But this, this, but what a, I don't know. If I was to be a an established artist. And I'm trying to get my music out the best as I can possible. I wouldn't want my record company to fucking stunt the growth of my music. You see what I'm saying? Right. This is why I'm glad Meg got a contract to keep her master so she could go wherever she want with him. I think as I feel like that should be the goal for all artists to own their masters, own their publishing. Because then you have control over everything exactly but i get it some people end up in situations where they're not able to own like, their stuff so i there has been a spree where everybody has been selling their catalogs for hundreds of millions of dollars and i don't understand why would you do that but then it's like okay so you sell your catalogs for this lump sum 200 300 400 million dollars whatever i mean i feel like a lot of people are just looking at it as a lump sum they might not be looking at it as a long term i mean but when you want to use your music again for something you can't you can't you gave it away you gave the rights to your music away well you got hundreds of millions of dollars go make some more music that's bullshit <laughs> I just don't understand that. I just don't understand that. I mean, I saw a video that a TikTok the other day and the guy was saying how celebrity the celebrity culture is crashing. Like celebrities ain't as rich 
as they used to portray or as they tried to make us believe that they had all this money and you know I've kind of always felt that I've kind of always felt that like deep down some celebrities were probably really broke because especially with like after COVID with COVID everything shut down people wasn't touring People was barely putting out music, I think. I don't even remember. Were they putting out music back in 2020? Girl, I don't even remember. I don't know. But it's like... It's really about to be four years since COVID. Damn. Since the beginning of COVID, yeah. Oh, and the the fourth... The four-year anniversary of the, the helicopter crash with Kobe. That's coming up. It's been four years already? Yes, it was in January, girl. What? Which is crazy. So rest in peace to I all still, of them. I still remember the day that shit happened. Y'all. Me too. Where were you? I was at work answering a phone call. Of course. <laughs> How'd and phone all call of a go? sudden, I got a notification from TMZ saying Kobe Bryant died. I didn't even get... got. Well, I can't say shit. I was at work too. <laughs> but this one, I was working in the gift shop at the plantation. And it was a slow day, and they had a family. It was a husband, a wife, and some kids. And the wife and the kids was walking around, and the husband came up to the counter. And he was like, did you hear Kobe died? And I was like, like, automatically off rip. I'm like, the basketball player? He's like, yeah, he died in a, a plane, a helicopter crash. And I was like, oh, my God, no, I didn't know that. So they walk around, walk around. And then when they leave, girl, I hurry up and jump on my phone. I go on Twitter first before anything because i feel like most things gonna always be confirmed on twitter and i mean i'm scrolling scrolling on the trending page and everything is r.i.p black mamba recipes kobe and i'm like girl dog what the fuck my cousin sheena she's a big basketball fan so when she found out about that shit she was devastated because she loved kobe right like it's cold like it wasn't just any basketball player. It was Kobe Bryant. Like, sure, I'm I'm not the biggest basketball fan. But I feel like even if you aren't the biggest sports fan in general, everybody knew who Kobe was. Yeah, Kobe. She was on Moesha. He was on everything. He was. Kobe was the media, a businessman. <clears throat> even when he did have his little um, Scandal. s- scandals. But Kobe, Kobe was a legend. Kobe is still a legend. Even in his own right. In his own right, in his sport. He was a legend. He is a legend. And Kobe, we miss you, bro. We love you. Shit's been crazy since 2020. And shit's been crazy now. And it's only been a month in 24. Girl, I know. I feel like, bitch, we're a month and a few days into the new year. And this has been a messy-ass year. We had aliens. We had aliens in January. We had rap beefs in January. We had the sassiness from podcast hosts doing the sassiness. Joe Button, I'm talking about you. Um, girl, Stephen Hawking was on the list for um Jeffrey Epstein, girl. That don't surprise me. Stephen Hawking cheated on his fucking wife. Listen to what you just said. Listen to what you just said. 
How can a man... The first wife. He had muscular dystrophy. How did he cheat on his wife? I mean, girl, was he spitting game with a fucking robot talking for him? That's crazy. The most genius... I don't want. I don't want to think about what they could have done, but it's. I want to throw up myself because how do, how <laughs> how does someone take advantage of a disabled person like that? You think someone took advantage of him, girl? What? I don't know, girl. I wouldn't put nothing past any man. I don't give a fuck what your disability is. Men are men, and most of the time they ain't shit. Even if they can't talk. And walk. I just, I just, oh my God. What a fucking January, everybody. What a fucking January. Girl, and then, uh, ja, how you pronounce his name? Jacquees. Jacquees got his ass beat by Trey Songs. Got too. full dreads pulled out, girl. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, granted, Trey Songs ain't shit, but girl, how you let Trey Songs pull your dreads out? Oh my God. This is, this is. I can't wait to see what the rest of the year got to offer. And, my and God. It's just, it was just, a, oh my God. Let, let's, 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 let's start breaking down for what happened between Megan and Nikki. Cause I know you got thoughts on it, boo. Um, not, I feel like your thoughts are probably going to be deeper than mine. Because my thoughts are really just like Nikki, <sighs> <laughs> like don't get me wrong nikki 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 oh. did you okay wait did you see that tweet well she had a whole barrage of tweets but did you see the tweet where she added her her go get them bitches and it was like jt tasha uh tasha cobbs it was like five or six people JT she added from the city girls jt that's the only jt the go get them bitches. Okay, like basically catch me up, her. Catch me up, catch me up, because I'm 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 not familiar. Oh, I forgot you get everything off of Instagram, girl. So she had her her rant and everything. She went through tweet tweeting about Meg and all that. Right. And then I scroll past. I think it was somebody had posted a screenshot of the tweet. I didn't see the actual tweet itself, but it was basically her adding her go get them bitches so basically her um what do you call those um like her hit dogs or something like that i guess adding them to like go for meg or but do whatever wasn't she beefing with jt too was she i don't know girl at this point the bitch beef with everybody and i don't get it like you're nikki motherfucking minaj why is you putting yourself in these situations and it's (laughs) worth And you know what? Let me tell you, a lot of people are saying Nikki is miserable in her personal life. If I was married, if I if I settled down with and married and got pregnant and had a baby for a sex offender, baby, I might be fucking miserable too. But a lot of people saying that man is allegedly keeping her drugged up so he could spend her money. But that's how Wendy Williams dude was. You know she got a documentary coming out. I know. I I saw um the trailer on TikTok, 
and you know it kind of made made my eyes water a little bit because I really do like Wendy Williams. Girl, I ain't got no sympathy for that hoe. I mean, yeah, sure, she's messy, bitch. We being messy right now, fuck. Well, well true, but we not Wendy Williams messy. We speaking the truth. I mean, let's be honest. Looking back at anything Wendy said, did she ever really lie? <laughs> I don't think she did. I think she just made people mad. But I don't think she ever lied about anything. Allegedly. I trust me, I'm not trying to be the next Jason Lee. But now that bitch, you did. Now that that's a messy line ass bitch. Jason Lee, girl. Not you sitting here acting like you could care less about Wendy Williams and then you finna ride into the midnight sun for Jason but Lee. Jason Lee rides for Wendy like everybody else. Jason rides for Wendy. He loves And her. I would expect that. That's probably like one of his idols he looked up to. Mm-hmm. I think he said that. But would you say you like Jason Lee more than Wendy Williams? I probably will say that, yes. Why? I don't know. I find him attractive. And I know he's a top, so he is. He is, girl. He, he. You know, ever since he lost weight, because he used to be a little thick. I know that's why I find him most attractive. But he lost all that weight, but he still is attractive. He's so cute. I mean, yeah, I, I guess. Mm. But I always laugh at that video of him. I don't know if it was the Rock Nation brunch a couple years ago, and he was like one of those, but walking up to Beyonce. <laughs> And Beyonce turns away. Yeah, and I was like, "Huh? Oh my god!" But but the thing about it is, you need to go in on Beyonce, and that was what I didn't like. But and that's what I'm saying. Like, and now he did a whole 180. Like he was like, Beyonce is one of the greatest performers. And see, generation. one thing about me, I don't like a ass kissing motherfucker. Like one, if you gonna stand on it, stand on it. Right, like how we. Going in on Nikki, if I ever saw Nikki in person, I would give her her flowers. Absolutely. But I'm not going to be like, you you the baddest bitch ever. Like, no, no girl. girl. You're doing too much. much. <laughs> <laughs> you need to calm down. Seriously, <laughs> babe. You need to. You are a queen. So if you're going to be a queen, you need to stand on queen shit. You don't hear Beyonce out here talking about this, that, and the other. Which she is why another reason why I think Meg having Jay-Z and Beyonce under her belt is a major win. She ain't addressed shit Nikki said. At she didn't even acknowledge all. Nikki. She got on Good Morning America. Did she promoted herself, her music, her tour that's supposedly coming up. And kept it pushing. Exactly. And that, I really do feel like that is... A page out of the Matthew Knowles playbook. Girl. Girl, girl, girl. Because I feel like, I mean, okay, yeah, we know Beyonce is one. She ain't responding to shit. She she ain't making no posts, no subliminals, ain't throwing no shade. She ain't Even doing none of that. Obama was fucking up on social media, she still ain't said shit. <laughs> But I'm glad we got Miss Tina to do that, to call shit out, because we know she ain't going to do it. Fuck. <laughs> shit. She let people talk. Girl. All I know is, well, 
make it keep doing your thing because it only took two words that probably didn't have nothing to do with the girl to have Nikki go on a rampage for three days. Right. That hit dog was hollering. And it, it gives me so much respect for Megan. It really do. Megan. You forever got a fan in me. There we go. A fan in us. And I always say, you know, because music above everything, period. But if it takes having, like, I want, like, everybody to come together to make a song. Nikki, Nikki, Cardi, Megan. City girl. I want all the major female rappers to come together and make a song, but it's never gonna happen that way. So, girl, you trying to be on some "We Are the World" bullshit? And no, but everybody I, got their own flow, their own style, their own individuality. I don't want to hear none of these motherfuckers on the same track. <laughs> I just, I don't. <laughs> Why not? I don't. It'll cause an upset in the system. Well, fuck the system. I don't care. Oh, okay. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Fair. All right. What else, girl? I don't even know. Girl, the aliens in Miami, boo. Have you not seen that? Oh, girl, that's so last year. Girl, no, that happened at least a couple weeks ago. No, baby, that was last year. That was like in November or December. Huh? No. No way. Because it didn't start blowing up on TikTok until like a couple weeks ago. Exactly. No, because I remember I was scrolling. It had to be December because I was scrolling on TikTok and I came across a live. Somebody was live, I guess, like in an apartment building or something. And they I saw all them cop cars and the caption in the live was like major police or huge police presence in Miami or whatever. And so I'm like automatically assuming I'm like, oh, they must have had a shooting or something like something crazy must have happened at the mall for all them cops to be there. But then I started seeing more and more videos with so many police cars. And I'm like, God damn, was it a terrorist attack? That's right, I'm like, like, I'm like, that look like every fucking cop in, in the Miami Dade County, right? <laughs> and then other people, so they started coming out saying, oh, like it was kids or teenagers fighting. But you have that many cops calls for a teenager fight? Exactly. That's what don't make sense. You you bring out every every soldier in your troop for teenagers fighting with sticks, allegedly. Allegedly, but then people started saying that shit didn't happen. They started seeing figures come out from the distance that was tall as fuck. Now I believe in aliens. Let so me start do, by saying that I do too. But I saw one person, and they were saying how, like they, the cops or whoever, they set up a parameter around the mall, and they were checking. They wouldn't let people leave out unless they checked their phones. Or like their camera roll or something like that. That's fucked up. We is never going to get the truth from nothing. But then, you know, like with all these crazy things that happen, like when something crazy like that happens, there ain't no 
ever a clear video, a clear picture of nothing these people saw, allegedly. Everything. And we got all these advanced ass phones and we cannot get a clear picture of nothing. Right. Like all them pictures was fuzzy as hell. You couldn't make out, you could barely make out anything in them. But then people were saying whenever they would try to record, something was interfering with their phones where they couldn't record. Like their phones were freezing and messing up or whatever. We will never know. But it's like... We will never know. The aliens is just going to have to reveal themselves and just know if they come in peace or not. So, But then the people that, that said they were there and they saw these creatures, they kept saying like, you know, they they didn't look like they wanted to hurt people. If anything, they looked lost, like they didn't know where they were. And it's like, sure, I believe in aliens, but do I believe an alien portal is just going to open right in the middle of a mall in Miami? Anything can happen, I think. Girl, we live in the most haunted place. I believe vampires exist. Oh, you know, there there's a place in the world called a vampire cafe. And you could like drink out of like um like a, 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 a ivy bag. Mm-hmm. I see it. That's so cute. I do believe aliens. I'm not aliens. Vampires exist as well. But I don't know. I feel like we need to do a paranormal hunt this year. We'll never see them in their true form. Cause like in New Orleans, an alien could look like a regular motherfucker. Like why do I keep saying aliens, girl? A vampire could look like a regular person, like me and you. Oh, not in the daytime. Well, maybe maybe they they turn into sparkles. They they leveled up, <laughs> and they don't turn into dust during the day anymore, girl. Maybe they could tolerate the sun now. I don't know. Girl, girl, but for real, we need to do one of those this year and hopefully survive it. <laughs> yeah, I do want to do a ghost tour, girl. Let me tell you something. So how I was just telling you on Facebook, I found the the Facebook groups all that blah blah blah. So I came across a post. And how I told you, I used to work at the Destrahan Plantation right. in the gift shop. Now, on a past episode, many, many episodes ago, I talked about my own little paranormal experience in the With gift the shop. Girl. Yeah. yeah, and she she pulled or whatever, she pulled on my cardigan. When I, I worked there from 2019 to 2022. And I really only had that one experience. But when I worked there, I would always ask my manager, like, why don't, like, they do ghost tours? Or, like, why don't they invite, like, a paranormal, like, investigation group to come and do something? Ghost adventures. Right. Like, why why don't we do that? That could bring so much business to the plantation. And he would always say, well, the board doesn't really, because we had a board over the plantation so like a, a board of people you had the chairman like that type He's of stuff black folks in that board. i don't think so god damn it was number white people oh, but he was like he was like well the board they really don't want any associate they don't want the plantation to be associated with ghosts blah blah, blah. now mind you destrian plantation is the oldest plantation in the mississippi valley it was finished and completed in 1787. It's very, very old. So you you have to think there's something there. Ain't no way 
all these hundreds of years, gruesome shit did not happen on these grounds. It was a plantation. But the board, they they just didn't want to be associated with ghosts. They didn't want to be associated with paranormal, which I'm like, that's that's the money grabber for people. People are really into that, and that will draw people in. But I say all that to say, I came across a post on Facebook, and finally, somebody from New Orleans, I think, he went to the plantation, and invest, he's a paranormal investigator, and he investigated and I'm like, wow, I never thought I'd see the day where they would finally cave in and let somebody do a paranormal investigation. Did you find anything? In the plantation. I started watching the video. I didn't finish it. I might finish it today. But he was doing like the spirit box thing and you you talk out loud and then you wait for something to respond. That's one of the scariest things for me. I do not want to use no spirit boxes. And they, if they had... start talking, they talk. Yeah, and from the little bit of the video I did watch, it did appear that something was responding back to him, which doesn't surprise me. It don't surprise me. Like, I know there are ghosts in that house. Like, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> so, when I worked in the gift shop, my if one of the guys, uh, one of the tour guys, his name was Frank. I love Frank. I miss Frank. He, me and him would always be the last two to leave in the evenings. But Frank would have to lock up the the cabins, lock up the house, turn the alarms on. Like, Frank would have to do all of that. But if Frank wasn't there, my manager, Tracy, he had to lock up everything. And then one day he was like, I'm going to walk you through the house and show you how to lock up everything so oh, you can do it. No. And I'm oh, like, hell, hell Tracy, no. you got me if you think I'm finna lock this shit up and By it be myself. dark outside <laughs> that will never happen girl and I never had to do it but I'm like you keep dreaming boy no, no baby no we black folks we don't do that crazy shit like that ever ever we need to do a video like that I'm black we don't do or I'm black of course I don't know I don't see <laughs> like I'm black but I feel like Sometimes I can't relate to like some black people experiences, which which brings us to uh, the next segment of our show. What does black mean for us as a black people? Like for me, <laughs> what I love about black people, I love our creativeness, our in innovativeness. innovativeness. Is that is yes. that how you say it? Mm -hmm. I love our style. Granted, everybody got their own style, but when black people rock it, they rocks it, baby, and they look damn good. From the the gothic emo alternative people down to the the cottage core, walk around with the fairy ears on, like it's such a span. Uh, what do you call? God, I can't think of fucking words right now. It, it's such a a. Span a spectrum yeah a, a spectrum of fashions but we, i feel like we make everything look good yes girl yes see as a as a black person myself i i want to try and tap into my the creativity i just have to find it for myself but i know that i have flavor and i could drip sauce 
You see what I'm saying? I will pops my flavor one day and drips my sauce, but I just gotta find out what works for me. Right. I see. I love. I love our culture. Mm-hmm. I love how. I love how we ride for each other. We do. Most of us. Do. Most of us. I can't speak for everybody. Not everybody. <laughs> but people who do have that that family where. You can go call up your brother or whatever. We can go do whatever. It is, it's whatever. You see what I'm saying? See, I don't have that because I'm an only child. So my call up usually is just friends because I don't really hang out with my cousins like that. Everybody got their own lives, kids, or they live out of state. So if I call up somebody, it's usually going to be a friend. Like, oh, let's go out. Let's go get some drinks. Let's go do this. Oh, yeah, like last Friday. Oh, my or let's God. just chill. The last Friday we went out. Oh, my God. It was great. Oh, yeah, we did go out last week. We went to Fiery Crab. It was so fun. It was my first time going to. It, it was, was nice. very good. It was nice. I had muscles for the first time. Oof. It was nice. But anyway. Yeah. And then we went to a bar and we did karaoke. It was awesome. It was awesome. You know, I finally, like, when I tell you, I got to, like, dive deep into my music library mentally to, like, pull out good songs. But you know the the group fun. I love it tonight. Yes, I'm like that would be the perfect fucking song for karaoke. Oh, we gotta see it next time. Then. And that's some that's a song that like didn't even cross my mind because it was just buried so deep. Because that song came out like what 2012. Yeah, that was our. I was in the eighth grade. That was our eighth grade song. Really? Yeah, that was like our graduation song. I was was we are the world. <laughs> Didn't that song come out like the nineties? No, it was the new version with the rap in it with Justin Bieber. Oh god! When I tell you, I was in my science class sick because we had to vote. Oh my god! I was. I what was, was the options? It was. We are the world. Um. No, the Green Day song was senior year, but eighth grade it was We Are the World. Um. Some I think it was like some kind of Bruce Springsteen song. I don't know. But we chose We Are The World. What year was this? I graduated 2009. Damn. Eighth grade year. Bruce Springsteen? Yes. <laughs> Girl, what the fuck? <laughs> I was so upset. I would be too. I was just like... First of all, why can't we just do the original We Are The World if we won? We didn't do the rap part in the song. So if we wasn't going to do the rap part in the song, why did you choose the new We Are The World song? 13, 14-year-old me was devastated. Devastated. Because <laughs> we could have picked better songs. They just didn't want us to. Did they let y'all come up with your own options and then narrow it down and everybody had to vote or it was like teachers came up with songs teachers came up with songs and we voted on it oh that's so fucked oh why would them old ass motherfuckers do that to y'all girl i had miss mitchell she was a one of our black social studies teachers and she was the best she even looked at that shit like she black of course she gonna side eye <laughs> Cause even she know if you gonna pick 
even if you pick older songs, there are probably older songs that are more fitting for the the well, what was your class demographic, girl? I mean, girl, we're from the Barry, so it was pretty mixed. Mm. Well, she anybody would think there are probably better songs that would fit the demographic of the class. Girl, all I know is the talent show of a great year. Me and Rachel Nelson shut that bitch down. Me and so me and Rachel Nelson was one of the most two talented people in middle school. We had a natural beef. Beef for what? See, it was eighth grade drama. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> But we always thought we was better than each other. But I decided, a great year, we're going to bury the hatchet. We did the first ever talent show from Riverdale High Middle School. And when I say we shut that bitch down, we shut that bitch down. The two best singers in the school did a show together, buried the hatchet, and we shut that bitch down. I wish I could find that video to this day. I think it's somewhere, but I can't find it. My mama recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd went crazy when we finished. We sung With You by Chris Brown. We did a duet. I don't think I know that song. And I will never try to deny. Because you're my whole heart without you. If I let you go, I would die. That's my song. I don't think I've ever heard that song. You never heard with you? That was one of the... No. With you, with you, with you, with you, with you. But then again, I don't listen to Chris Brown like that. Girl, we shut that bitch down. But that's that's, that's besides the point. I was just saying that was two black folks in middle school shutting the shit down. Doing what black folks do. You know? That was so much fun. I wish I could go back, girl. That was the best. Back day to I that had. moment or back to that time in your life? No, both. <laughs> <laughs> Shit was simpler. All I had to do was go to school and do my homework. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but yes, yes, yes. That's what I love about being we. Sometimes we don't get each other. I feel like the best opportunities come from when two creatives combine their talents. Opposed to seeing each other as competition. Right. That's the whole point of the music industry. Why beef? We all could bring balance to the world. Exactly. But beef probably brings views. Beef brings streams. If everything was all cohesive in the world and everybody got along and all the animals were best friends and you you didn't have lions, tigers, and bears trying to eat everything. It would be pretty fucking boring. Damn, nature, you scary. <laughs> <laughs> I love that podcast. Oh, my gosh. I used to think Pat was so fine, girl. But I like anything with dreads. You know that. Jacquees? No, girl. He's like four or five. <laughs> he's so short. <laughs> Fuck. He could sing, though. Shawty got one hell of a voice. <laughs> Isn't he dating 
Girl, no, I, I think him and Dreezy were dating like years ago. Who was Dreezy? Drika? No, Dreezy. She's a, was she a rapper or a singer? Child, I don't know. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> I don't know, but I think he, or is he dating Coyla Ray? No. I don't know who he dating right now. I don't care. That, that, the boy that, that Canadian Coyle Ray was dating was interesting. Who? Whatever the boy name was, just as skinny as her she was. Coy, Coy, you have a beautiful figure, baby. You know, I'm just, don't come for me now. You don't talk about that girl body. I ain't. But she, it's the only way I could describe her. I feel like her body... Fits her. It, right. It works for her. It works for her. I don't know how to describe it, but like some people can. Well, because I feel like, well, I don't know. I feel like she's probably been built like that most of her life, like just super skinny and slim. Oh, I want it though. But mm. I feel like when you know your style, when you know how to dress, you look good in anything. Really, yeah. Yeah. And I think she looks good in damn near almost everything she wears. Oh, speaking of Coleray, that was another thing that happened back in January. Her daddy put out a beef, I mean, a diss track between Eminem. January was literally like the month of diss tracks. Like, I haven't had this many diss tracks since like the early 2000s. Her dad put out a diss track for her? No, Eminem. Oh, I remember hearing that her and Eminem were beefing or something like that. And I'm like, that's a random ass beef. But okay. Was it over like a sample or something? I don't know. Because Koi, she samples everything. Benzino got beef with Eminem. So Benzino put out the diss track between. Was the- it good? I listened to a snippet. I didn't even know it existed, so I can't even. The say. snippet was, but but Eminem, Eminem bounced back. To, I heard snippets of both songs, and honestly, Eminem's was better because maybe he's a better rapper. But that's just my objective point of view. You know what I think about randomly? I think about that collab with Beyonce and Eminem, "Walk on Water." I walk on water, oh, I but I ain't no Jesus. I listen to like you never heard that song. It's gorgeous. Well, Beyonce sounds gorgeous, and then Eminem comes up and kind of kills the vibe. But when did that song come out. You remember that song came out like twenty sixteen, maybe twenty fifteen, or oh. maybe twenty seventeen. I don't even know. Child, no. <laughs> Them years was the dark ages, baby. <laughs> yeah, you probably wasn't checking for new music. No, I was trying to survive. Because <laughs> after high school, girl, she got wicked. <laughs> I know. But yes, but yes. Now, if it was in Eminem's older stuff, then it would have been different. But we we shall see. If, if Eminem... I don't know. I just no more rap. No more rap. This is his daughter is gorgeous. We're the same age. He's getting married. Oh my god, I suck, <laughs> girl. I mean, I'll be honest, girl. Like 
based on these videos you be seeing people post on social media of they ain't shit husbands not doing shit around the house and blah 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 blah. like i mean most of us already know marriage ain't what it's cracked up to be but it's like i can't fathom the thought of being with a man who makes my life harder I don't like the thought of having to clean up behind a man or if you ask them to do something, they purposely do it wrong. We purposely do it wrong? Yeah. Weaponized incompetence. Wait, what? That's a thing? Yep. For men, of course. I'm sure women can use it too, but... Why would you want to fake being dumb? to get out of having to do it again and again and again and again because they know you ain't gonna do it right so if you don't do it right the first time they're gonna ask you the second third fourth fifth just stay single if if a man's not making your life easier girl is he worth it is he really worth it no he's not (laughs) i never heard that shit before people weaponize stupidity so they won't have to get out of stuff how does that work in life well, I don't know about in the real world, but in the household, apparently it works very well. Baby, I could do bad all by myself. Exactly. But I still, I don't know. I feel like our perfect person is out there. Because I watched this TikTok video of these two people who literally got married after four months. And they're like the cutest things ever. The lady worked at an airport getting baggage. And the dude that... Um, he lives in Miami, so she got the bags and hooked up on this. At the end of the day, he missed his flight, and they had a long time talking to each other, and it was so cute. I have to send you the video, boo, but it was so cute. I, maybe our love is like that. I don't know. I mean, I feel like when I was younger, I had a dream of like this fairy tale love story. but it's like now that i'm getting older i'm becoming more realistic i'm not saying it can't happen but i don't think something like that would appeal to me i just don't i want love for love's sake i want the feeling of being romanced and you know that with with the romance you know that we could have a family and you know we'll be down for each other no matter what I feel like that's what love's supposed to be. That's one thing I would say I feel like our generation sucks at. I feel like our generation sucks at love (laughs) and they suck at relationships. (laughs) I'll say that much. Girl, don't worry. It's because everything's been like, what's that word? (laughs) Yeah, everything's been like Tinder, swipe, 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 swipe. You just go to the next person when you want to. I know. That's why I rather. Instant gratification. That's why I'd rather go out more because the apps do nothing for me. They don't. I mean, it's fair. Everybody's looking for the same thing. Everybody looking to hook up or just something quick and fun and not necessarily long term. But I think I'd just rather go out. Like, the apps, they don't do nothing for my insides. (laughs) They don't make me feel anything. Right. It's just like it's the same stuff over 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 and i mean when i was like 1920 yeah and some people like the you know 
the the thrill of being on the app and swiping all day and talking to somebody for two or three days and then never hearing from them again like some people like that you know and it's just it's not for me no no i just because like for me i'm already like i'm not really desperate for dick because i mean i feel like if i was still in my apartment then i might have a little more fun with the apps but then i would snap out of it real quick like is it worth it is <laughs> And then sometimes the dick don't even be dicking, so no. It usually never is. <laughs> For me at least. Girl, I like don't I know. said, I've never had sex with a man that's made me come. I've I've had great sex three times out of my whole sexual career. Yeah. That would that that's that's like only counted on my hands how much I had great sex three times but then everybody would always be like oh you always use vibrators so blah blah, blah. no you you just not doing nothing for me it ain't got nothing to do with vibrators darling if anything i need the vibrator to enhance this experience <laughs> but i feel like if it's with the right person whose body just connects with mine i don't need all that <laughs> See? and i feel like that could be for any woman to be honest See me, I just need you to know how to do that motion in the ocean. I am a simple creature. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so let's close out with Keith Lee. Oh my God, girl, please tell me because I only know snippets, but and I only saw what you posted. Bitch, on. you the one who wanted to talk about this, and because, but you know more. All I all I know is how that do you know I know more? Because you posted a video about it on TikTok. Oh yeah, I did. Huh? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so here's here's what I know from my point of view. Keith Lee went to a lady who had a food truck who was doing haircuts and braids. Weird combination. So I guess he loved the spot or whatever, and he gave the lady with the food truck four G's, four G's. She told her, you keep two, and you give $1,000 to the barber and, I guess, the braider. And, oh, God, I'm going to say the truth. Uh, apparently, the drama is, is that she didn't give them people their money. <laughs> How I... Okay, so yeah, 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 you got the the gist of it right. I mean, me personally, if I, as a a consumer, a customer, walked up to a food truck in a parking lot and saw somebody cutting hair and somebody doing braids and they they, they got good-ass food, I'll be like, and I'm sure they probably had music. Maybe they had music. I don't fucking know. But if I walked up to that, I'd be like, yeah, this is a fucking vibe. I could fuck with it. But it's Keith Lee. So everybody know Keith Lee. He, he's, he's doing God's work. He blesses people. Thanks. And I just, I can't help but to think like how that lady. And, you know, now there's all this stuff where everybody's like, well, maybe the owner isn't wrong 
or well maybe the the braider has a, a more understanding point you know and it's like either way I feel like he Keith Lee made it very clear what to do with that money keep 2000 for yourself take the other 2000 and split it with the the braider and the barber now whether the man was out there charging people for haircuts and whatnot because Keith Lee gave the lady who owns the food truck an extra like eight hundred dollars or something like that for to for to give people free food oh I heard about yeah that's the part I forgot too she wasn't giving free food out for everybody for the rest of the day they said she allegedly they said she only gave free food to three people and then told the girl start charging people <laughs> that is so grimy <laughs> oh my but you know so the lady went live on instagram the owner chef chef kim or something like that and she was saying how like she didn't know the girl that was the braider she was saying like she didn't really know the girl that's her son's friends blah 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 but she had that girl in her truck food truck working the register so you mean to tell me somebody you don't know you gonna have them in your food truck working on your register dealing with money but you don't know them that don't make sense to me that's a discrepancy in the story because that's it's a little off and then it don't make it better that the son i caught i caught the son's live the other day on tiktok and i was in the live for like five to ten minutes because it just abruptly ended yeah you're telling me that on instagram not instagram tiktok too every live you go on it abruptly ends right <laughs> And it didn't help that the son on his live, I think his his TikTok is Ignorant Trey or something like that. And he's he got a few videos that have gone viral mm -hmm. just talking about like pop culture things. But it didn't help that the son was on live talking about how his mama is mentally delayed. <gasps> no. And... Like, I, I don't know if that lady is truly mentally delayed. I don't. I don't know. But then at the same time, I feel like, is that a, a, a sympathy grabber? Like, is it to turn the narrative so now people feel bad for, the, bad for her for the whole situation because she's mentally delayed? I don't know. I feel like, me personally, I lean more to the side of the, the braider. And the braider and the barber are brother and sister. So if I'm saying the braider, I'm speaking for both of them. The braider and the barber. Right. I lean more to the side of the braider. Because on Chef Kim's live, the lady who owns the food truck, uh -huh. she was talking about how, like, she was saying how the, the barber wasn't doing $1,000 worth of haircuts and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that's that's not for you to decide. The man gave you the money and told you what to do with it. And it's like, I can't help but to imagine. Because you know the videos with Keith Lee after he go to a spot and give him a good review? Baby, they be having lines out the door, wrapped around the building, down the block. Did they not have lines outside the door? Of the food truck? I mean, like, did they not get business? I think they got business when he was actually there. But once all this shit started coming out with the money, I don't know what her business looks like. I know on Google, like if you search it, it says permanently closed. Uh -huh. 
Uh-huh. But that could mean nothing. It could still be open because you could go in there and control that yourself. Right. And show that you're permanently closed so now people can't leave reviews because people were leaving rev- reviews, bad reviews. Mm. So if they put permanently closed, you can't leave reviews or nothing like that. And then people are saying she changed the name from Sweetly Season to All-in-One Catering, LLC or something like that. But people clocked it. People were like, oh, she's changing the name of her business, but it's still the same person. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like people love drama. The internet love drama. And I feel like even if you do, and as much as a lot of us could ride behind Keith Lee and what he what he stands for and how he is as a person, like people like... They like the messiness. So I feel like. I feel like sure now everybody's like, nah, we not supporting her. We not supporting her business. But in a week or two, girl, she might be booked and busy, baby. Well, baby, that whole situation was mishandled. It really was. And. All of this could have been avoided. You could have got your big. You could have got your big bag if you would have just gave them people their money. Exactly because the money she would have got from the business that Keith Lee gave br- to brought her to her would have been more, way more, more than four thousand dollars. Way more. The lady probably could have retired in two years, to be honest. And I feel like Keith Lee has been in so much controversy so much lately. I feel like he probably was about to end this shit. I don't know. It's just my intuition is telling me Keith Lee is about to like cut everybody off because after since he left the Bay Area early because whatever happened then the what was it um when he was on the Breakfast Club and DJ Envy was being a little sassy as usual. He not in jail yet? No, girl. Girl. <laughs> Why is he still a free man walking? He's scamming the people out of their money for real estate. <laughs> and I remember, like, he would be on the radio talking about these real estate classes or, like, what, whatever he was doing. Like, he would host classes with hundreds of people and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that should just sound like a grimy scheme. Like, damn, you wanted to, like, oh, Jesus. Why do not people understand? You, you could get people to get into a scam but you ain't gonna you ain't oh. at some point it catches up to you right you just like people ain't not everybody gonna be dumb not everybody gonna be dumb but that's besides the point Keith Lee from the breakfast club that shit that happened there with DJ Envy him leaving the Bay Area because of all that shit that happened there in California and now this shit with the four thousand dollars. When he came to New Orleans, we ain't had none of these we problems. We ain't have none of them problems. Come back, Keith. Come back. We is we is the number one food place on his list, baby. Come home. Come home. We want you. And bring Ronnie too. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I love both of them. I feel like they are just such a cute couple. Oh my God. Well, I mean, it is Mardi Gras season, so they should come back on peak Mardi Gras. I doubt it, but you never know. You never know. 
I, man, I wish I was off Mardi Gras day. I want to go to Zulu Pre, but I don't want to get up that early. I know I work Mardi Gras day. I'm off 13th, but I work the 14th. Oh, that's my mom's birthday. So, that sucks. But, speaking of Mardi Gras, we're going to be, we're going to Endymion next week. So, if you see us out there, everybody, say hello. And we'll be recording. We're going to be, we're going to try to get some questions together to interview some people. Because we've been sitting on this Pride content for almost a year. And there's so much we haven't posted. So, it's just best to get something fresh. Right. So, our first opportunity, we're going out to Endymion. And then, we're going to start actually setting up our year of doing the podcast. That is this month as well. We are? Because, you know, it happened on my birthday. So... Oh, yeah. Our podcast anniversary yes we, we're gonna plan something for that as well so which is on your birthday yes so i mean we're already gonna go out for your birthdays so i feel like and we're probably gonna go to bourbon so i think we just gotta intertwine the anniversary it's into, on it's on a sun my birthday's on a sunday so we need to go out that saturday oh yeah i forgot yeah so we're gonna go out that saturday night and it's going to be my birthday at like 12, 1 o'clock. We're still going to be on bourbon. So happy anniversary. We'll do some interviews and stuff out there as well. You know, do the damn thing. Yeah. Something I've noticed about myself since I've turned 25, I can't drink how I used to drink anymore. Like it just, even being at the bar and having maybe four or five drinks, that shit take me like two days to recuperate from. I don't know. I've been drowning her with shots, but I've been recovering well. <laughs> I told you you got your daddy alcoholic traits, girl. <laughs> you can handle that shit. I can't. Oh, I thought I could, but I guess I can't. I don't know. As long as we're not having a cocktail again, girl. We love you, boo, but that cocktail took a, took a nigga out. <laughs> girl, you drank your whole cocktail, and then you drank half of my cocktail which i couldn't finish because it was just pure liquor <laughs> and then you threw up <laughs> in literally, the drain and we literally was not on bourbon an hour <laughs> we we had like just got out there and, and i'm like up. <laughs> i'm like girl we gonna have to leave early he's like no no we staying out here we not leaving and we stayed out there for a couple more hours Girl, I don't think we got home until like three. Probably not. But it was still fun. Girl, it was awesome. So that's what we have lined up for you guys. So please stay tuned. On the meantime, thank you for listening to our show. This has been your father, the Divinity King. And your house mother, Dejon. And this has been the minority house we love you guys and happy black history Month. see y'all